Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrage. Quart is a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Earth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrage here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Yes, and thank you to Dennis Committee, those beautiful dulcet tones. Uh, this is Quarters and Barra. I am Glenn Quartermain, Chief Sports Reporter for the West Australian, and I am up and about, and I'll tell you about that in a minute. With me is Adrian Barrage of Perth Football Club, West Coast Eagles, and, of course, Channel 7 fame. We are brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch, but please gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. Barra, big couple of days, but let's let's uh, talk about the biggest news first. One of the greatest, gutsiest fi- <laughs> final round tipping performances you'll ever see. They'll be talking about it in hushed tones in oh, 100 years from now. Sensational, mate. You've hit the front, eh? You've uh, you've jumped back on top of Rick Arden and Basil Zemplis. Uh, it all came down to the final two games of mm-hmm. the final round of the home and away season, and that was Melbourne v Sydney mm-hmm. and GWS v Carlton. Is that right? Did you know that I tipped North Melbourne? Well done. Yeah, because I thought uh, when I saw those outs, Lacocious and that, they're not even taking it seriously. And I tipped the Dockers. So I had a good one too, but you've gone back to the top, mate. So you've got to hold on now because it goes through the finals. Oh, I know it? it goes through the finals, but uh, and Rick, I've Rick, won I the saw minor Rick. premiership. Yeah, I know. I that's got a text true. from Rick. Yeah, the minor pre- Did you? Yes, a very magnanimous text from Rick. He's a good man, Rick. <laughs> Captain does. of my Seinfeld trivia team, of course. <laughs> Rick was uh, just congratulating me on the minor premiership Is victory. that right? Is he psyching you out, reckon, mind games? Well, let's Let just see. complacency? Well, you know, I'm a hardened, seasoned campaigner, Barra. It takes a bit more than that to psych me out. All right, straight up the top, Collingwood, Melbourne, first final, Tuesday, Thursday mm-hmm. week. Which, which way for lean, early Just tips. where we're leaning. These may not be my tips next week okay, because injury is going to – right now I'm going Melbourne. Whoa. You know, I reckon if Melbourne win that, Collingwood don't get there. It, it's Look, uh, Melksham's huge. Mm-hmm. I really, really feel for him, uh, ACL at this time. Uh, and Shocking. Bailey Fritz is the other one. Just gives him so much. Comes in, kicks five, but with that foot issue. But mind you, he's kicked the five after the foot flared up. So – they get they find a way to get him through, I reckon. And um, so at the moment, I'm on Melbourne. Darcy Moore will come back for that game. I know, but if you're if you're correct and Melbourne defeats Collingwood, then Collingwood will probably play Carlton, and they'll beat them. But they go for a prelim at the Gabba mm. against Brisbane. Collingwood, yeah, they do. Yeah. So the the pies could be out. So it could be a Brisbane Melbourne grand final. Could be. And let's go through them. And what are you? What's your leanings at this stage? In t- in terms of who's going to win. Melbourne. Because we'll re-tip again next week. These aren't our tips. These are our early tips. I just, I, I, It just feels like Collingwood are about to sort of rise again. I know Nick Dacos won't be playing, but if the skipper's back, they looked good on the weekend. They yeah, absolutely they spifflicated the Bombers. How bad are the Bombers going? Yeah, bombers aren't. I wouldn't want that. Haven't as they a dropped off? Lead-in game. But anyway, first elimination final on the Friday, Carlton v Sydney at the MCG. At the moment, I'm leaning to the Blues because, for obvious reasons, it's a bit Sydney good record at the MCG. Yeah, that Sydney blew it, didn't they? They could have they had a chance to have a home final. Buddy was doing a lap of honour and they just couldn't get it done. 
GWS against St Kilda. Oh, you know, that, uh, Jeez, that's the one. I, I mean, they're all tough games to pick. Toby Green, is he all Australian captain? I know he's in the squad and he's, we're going to talk all Australian. He's mine. He's got to be close to me. I'd give it to him. Might be lucky he's to super. be playing too. I mean, it was that. Is a, is a headlock with that much intensity reportable? You oh, saw the incident yeah, over the you're weekend. talking about Toby, yeah. What about the eye? Yeah, very lucky. Very lucky, Weedering. Weedering, yeah, very lucky. So. He pulled out just at the right time, didn't so he? So anyway, right now I'm going to go with St Kilda. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, and that's mainly because – You're going to tip like, St Kilda? Well, at this – I am now. I may change it next Holy week. Holy crap. I think GWS could win finals though, so I may change this tip. But right now I'm just going with the Ross Lyon feel-good factor. And, of course, second qualifying final, the last game of the first round of finals at the Gabba Brisbane v Port. Um, you've got to go with Brisbane. 11 from 11. Mm. First ever – Season where they haven't lost a game, a home game. So that if you're right, then Collingwood have to play Carlton probably. You're just saying Carlton are going to get up over Sydney. So oh, Sydney yeah. gets eliminated. St Kilda GWS, I'm just not sure. I mean, I may change my tip there. Imagine I probably that. Will. What a second round of finals, Collingwood versus Carlton. And you're saying Port Adelaide lose, so they'll be playing, you think, St Kilda. So it'll be Port Adelaide against St Possibly, Kilda. Yeah, or the, GWS. In two weeks. GWS get through week one. I tell you, they could go... Deep. I don't. I'm not saying they have to play on the road the whole final series. So I'm not saying they can get there, mm. but they're just well coached and they're playing really good footy at the moment. So, and and you know, great to see Jesse Hogan just up and about as well. Yeah, after all these troubles. Hey, listen. Before we get to the big story, Adam Simpson, mate. I was just looking. Did you do the city to surf? You're I not ready this week. No. Yeah, yeah. It was. Year. It was back on twenty thousand people. It was quite good. I was just looking at some of the times. What's your best city to surf time? Oh, see, I haven't done many 12s. I've done mainly the 42. But, um, oh, mate, I'm a, I'm a real struggler. Go under an hour? Oh, I, I, yes. You I, would? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, if you think about it, if you extrapolate it, I, my best time in the city to surf 42 was 3.57. Jeez, that's So good. you look at that, that's, yeah. So, yeah, but not that quick. I'm not – I think the quickest 10K or 12 – the quickest 10K I'd done in – yeah, it'd be under an hour, but it's just. So when I last did the City to Surf, I ran about 56. I was just looking That's at this. Good. Yeah, I was just looking at this, though. Um, it was a young fella, David Dixon, and he was 15. He ran 12Ks in 46 minutes. <laughs> Imagine a 15-year-old yeah. burning you off yeah, yeah. <laughs> up oh, that hill at City Beach. Hey, mate, you, know, you know that hill when you're thinking nearly there? going to burn me off at the moment. Yeah, I know. What about that hill right at the end there? And Underwood. Just, it's oceanic. Well, the last, the last oceanic. hill. And you think you're almost there and you just so this, when they you, just hit you with another hill. So when you're doing the 42. The Underwood's diabolical. Underwood's worse. That's when you go to the toilet and get a water. The Underwood <laughs> is, is uh, harder because it's the gradient. Oh, the worst terrific. hill in the whole thing when you did the – was the when you were doing First the one. 42 was Malcolm Street going yeah. up because that's a 21k mark and that's your reward but that underwood so, that, so halfway through the marathon it used to be you go back up Malcolm yeah, Jeez. see the marathon you'd never go. You you run around the river for the first half. This is the old course, mm. and then you'd hit Underwood, and then uh, sorry, then you'd hit Malcolm. Underwood was hard. Oceanic not too bad because you're near the end, and there's two flat spots on it. So yeah. there's a rise, a yeah. flat, a rise, and a flat. And you sense the finish, don't you? You can. You get up over the top. And you but see they don't the do ocean. the marathon anymore. So so this kid, no. 15 year old, 46 minutes, and the best time was Matt Smith. He ran 36.49. 36.49 for 12 Ks. a rough feeling he might be an old Trinity College student too, so well done to the TC Bush. Anyway, well done to everyone who participated. That's whether you ran 12, 
Uh, I think four was the shorter distance. Um, wheelchair entrance. Uh, whether you walked around having a good time, doesn't matter. Well done to everyone. And active, of course, a great cause. So. You could have got run past by a bloke dressed as a banana or something like that. Well, no, you're, you're famous well, for getting run past well, by no. phone boxes so and what else? Yeah, no, the rhino. rhino guy <laughs> the in the London. Got the rhino London suit. Marathon, the rhino ran past me. The, the guy dressed you as a... You feel like giving it away when a bloke in a rhino suit gets No, past. but I did when the guy dressed as a red London phone box did. <laughs> but then, of course, I mowed him down. Uh, mowed him down that should be end. in that sculling game. Mowed him down, made a phone call and crossed the line first. That's you get, what I did. You, get, you, you sledged the phone box, did you? I did. Got so you, have, mate. Have you had enough or do you want some more, I said, F- Red London phone Phone that box. one home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, of course, All the big right. news uh, yesterday was the West Coast Eagles board have thrown their unanimous support behind Adam Simpson. Now, I think they've wavered throughout this season, Barry. I'm sticking to my guns with my mm. earlier reports. I think there was, it was a board that was divided this year. Um, clearly, yesterday, they've stuck with Adam Simpson for two more years. I think it was as much a financial decision as it was a uh, stick with a coach decision. You know, six million, up to $6 million payout, including a soft cap tax. Mm-hmm. He, um, It's probably the right decision. I think mm. given where they're at, you throw a new coach in there, it's lambs to the slaughter because it could get worse next year. And um, I think the future of the CEO, Trevor Nisbet, will be very much up in the air. Um, mm. He's indicated that next year's his last, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's sooner than that. And he's also flagged that. There'll be changes to the coaching department. Mm. And um, I think there needs to be uh, you know, a really strong voice in there. To challenge Adam Simpson from time to time on on various issues. So So I think there's a fair bit to go still, but that is a big decision yesterday. Yeah, and I'm I'm a little bit different in that I thought they'd always hang hang together and he'd stay. Um, And I was surprised at where some of the angst was coming from. I was was, was surprised at who was driving it. Like, how did – who was talking to Eddie? Who was talking to Carolyn Wilson? Because Eddie actually said that he predicted that he'd go that week, didn't he? I mean, Eddie actually went on record and Mm -hmm. said, unless there's a massive backflip, um, Adam Simpson will be gone. So who was feeding him that? And why were they feeding him that quarters? That's a very good question. And uh, so, who needed to be, who needed to survive? That's what the next question. So, it is. Yeah. So, mm. how do you, who do you deflect onto if you're trying to survive? So, I reckon straight after the derby, straight after the derby. Well, his language shifted immeasurably after the derby. Mm. He was starting to talk about what will be, will be. All of those sorts of phrases were being rolled out. So I think the language shifted. I think he was on notice mm-hmm. the last few weeks. We saw some massive support from fan, fan base. Yep. And we saw some support from the players as well. Yep. So I Tim think- Kelly was crucial, I believe. Um, obviously, Cripps came out. So did even the, one of the young blokes at Jinby came out. So Duggan. McGovern, Duggan. Uh, Duggan. A, lot of, a lot of that was important. But I think the only time he was a little bit shaky was straight after the derby. If, yep. the, if the board had met straight after the derby, he might have been, okay, you know, maybe we need to do something here. What the hell's going on? Um, but, but what's fascinating is when, when Simo twigged that something was up, because he thought he was Sweetsky all the way through. He's got he, a two-year deal. Clarity. He, and when he asked for clarity, was, and the first trigger of that was when somebody suggested he takes leave. Oh, that, was, that? that was during the year. Yeah, remember that balls up? Mm-hmm. That was the first time when Simo go, well, hang on, something's happening here. What's yes, going on? Why are right. they trying to send me on leave? And then he said, no, I don't want to go and leave, and I haven't been offered leave. That was that was extended break at the end of the season, by yeah. the way. That's what that was But about. remember the confusion I around do. what it actually wasn't. happened? And so that I think that was the first time Simo go, hang on, whoa, hang I on. I agree with that. There's yeah. a signal here. Something's going on behind the scenes. I've got to get on top of this. 
I'm going to ask for clarity. And then finally, he actually put his feet down and said, or stomp, he said he didn't, wasn't stomping his feet, but he basically said, I need clarity as to where we're heading. And the board in the end said, yeah, no, we're staying the course. I mean, I, th- I think it's probably the right thing to do. I think you're right. There needs to be some change. There has to be some change. And I think it starts with the CEO. Mm. I really believe that. Has done a great job, has been there a long time, but you can be there too long. And in a coaching sense as well. I mean, I think two, yeah, 10 years is too long as well. But I. Because you, know hap- you know what's happened? To be perfectly honest, the players more or less n- not took over the club. Uh, it's a, it was a bit like when Woosha was at Essendon, the players tended to run the club and they'd go straight to the CEO and talk to him and this sort of stuff. That sort of, that sort of thing was happening at West Coast. Like the Josh Kennedys of the world, um, Luke Shuey, and that, that, they basically had a lot of say in it. It started when they went um, to Queensland and to the hub and they didn't oh, want to yeah. be there, remember? And they, they'd handled that very badly and the, it, it pervaded the whole joint, didn't it? The, the, the yeah. whole club all the team, all the players, all sort of, this is horrible. We're getting treated badly. We shouldn't be here. Why are we being treated like this? They didn't handle it well at all. And that was the first real player power sort of overcoming of the club. And then Simo loves them because they're all these premiership stars. So he sort of let them get away with more than they probably needed to. And they also took the family club thing to the nth degree, you know, like it was, it was, it wasn't so much a footy club as a, as a family environment. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that, it was all part of that, okay, the players run the joint. I think a, a way to summarise that and what you're, what you're saying is that I think there have been some comfort zones there. Yeah. And it was a great column exactly. by Craig O'Donoghue the other day too on saying comfort zones cl- are closed now. And I think he's right. That's and what that, they've got to do. because That happens. Got, yeah. And in, in many ways, you'll take a premiership any day of the week. You'll mm. take one. They're hard to win. But in many ways, 2018 sort of hurt him a bit. In some ways, yeah. Well, you've got long-term deals for some of your players and, you know, I think... And you've got to, I mean, you, you, you've got to take the premiership every day of the week. But they got soft, I think. It's a bit like the old Roman Empire. They got soft, didn't they? You know what I mean? Yes. They needed to come again. And also, Barra, all the great dynasties end one way and it's called hubris, yeah. my friend. Actually, hubris. you know what I really, I really loved? Where is that thing? Your editor wrote a great uh, editorial yep. piece and he quoted a poem... Here it is. Um, Percy Shelley's poignant tale of power in the poem of Ozymandias. Ozymandias. Yes, I did read it. Did you read that? And I it was, did. and the, and remember that show, um, Breaking Bad. Yes. Breaking Bad. Did you ever watch Breaking Bad? I wasn't really into it, but yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I used to love it. They um, they sort of took this on as well. That was an episode in there. Look on my work, ye mighty, and despair. And it's a plaque on a statue of a once great leader. Then that's what it says in the poem. There's this sort of, you know, dilapidated statue with sand and sort of, you know, collapsing. And at the bottom it said, look on my work, ye mighty, and despair. We're basically saying eventually <laughs> things don't work out and you have to, you know, you have to change it up. Now, I thought that was very clever by the editor. You know, the, uh, the great uh, Winston Churchill um, basically uh, organised his own statue to be constructed. Mm-hmm. In the last last days of power, this a gag or no? This no, actually no. happened. Right. There's a statue of Winston Churchill in London that has an electric current running through it, which prevents the seagulls crapping all over it. It's I think I, right? I think you'd struggle to find another one on the planet. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah, and but you need, do, it's like Julius Caesar used to have a bloke behind him. It's going, 
you're not a god, you're not that great. You know, like just to keep him, if keep him mate, if we're grounded. Even, we're going to start poetry. I think they did it to Mike Tyson too, mate. You're not that great. There's, you can always, there's always someone better. There is, there is. <laughs> mate, I should bring in my oeuvre of poetry from time to time. Yeah, I please have my do. own uh, collection. Yeah, I've got one I, here. I, I whipped up one here. <laughs> As you keep learning the art of letting go, let go of your fears, of your past, of your mistakes, of your insecurities, of your failures, of your self-doubt. Forgive yourself enough to let go of even the parts of you that dim your light. Is that a barrage? I pinched that somewhere. Did you? <laughs> I'll bring some of my own work please, in. Please, please we might do. just roll hey, one mate, out one more thing week. I wanted to say. Yep. Okay. One thing I didn't understand in this whole process, and, and this is where the investigation needs to go. Who re-signed Simo for those extra time? And I know he was going to take, you know, a pay cut around COVID and all that sort of stuff, but why was there no... Uh, triggers in the contracts, like mate, if you finish last, or if you don't, if you only win two games, you know you can good point. N- null and void. How did that not actually go into the contract? It's good. All point. the bonuses and everything. So he must have been in a strong negotiating position because there was no, none of those checks and balances. And that I you will need. say that he is contracted for two years, but if they have it, and it could get worse next year. Now it could, it may not, but. They are losing a hell of a lot I'm of experience. I'm thinking six to seven, eight wins, something like that. If they do that, that's that's definitely a step yeah. forward. But if it gets worse, if they cop another 500-point losses, then I think one, three million is a lot better than six million as a payout. Absolutely. At the end of next Absor- year. So, yeah, absorb a bit of that. By the way, before we move on, I will say um, that very well done. The send-offs for Shannon Hearn, Luke Shuey and mm. Nick Natanui. It's a real pity Nick didn't get to play. Uh, Hearn, typical Hearn game, and we'll miss we'll miss him. Luke Shuey, what a great first quarter! Unbelievable so, goal, left foot. And I think the three of them, and Nick's included, even though he didn't play. I think the three of them can sort of walk away knowing they didn't leave anything out there, out in the park. No, know? they were three great careers. Well, I, what, didn't you think watching Shuey though that maybe he had another year in him? Oh yeah, but we've thought that. <laughs> like he, the first derby this year, he was miles in front in the Glendening Allen Medal, but then he. Pinged his soft tissue again. So he must be thinking, "I have got something in the tank." Whereas, yeah, but isn't but, it better to leave with? I, mean, no, he's, I think he's left everything he's got out there, but I think it's still you want it. You, you want to leave, like apart from Tim Kelly, he was just about our best player. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's the weird. Certainly bit. in the first quarter, he was. Mate, Tim you know, Kelly, I'll tell you was so, uh, it was an extraordinary day. Were you there? No, no, yeah, it's an extraordinary day. I mean. <laughs> No, he was humble. What was Nick Nat wearing for one? Oh, yeah. But that's Nick Nat. <laughs> he was ready to go out. He, he was, was ready for the hippie club. I, I didn't speak to him. Cuzzy and that were down there because all the past players came yeah. in. You know, Lynchy was there. Uh, um, Wusher was there. You know, like it was a f- it was it was like a reunion as well and as a send off because a lot of them played with Bunger. But Nick was clearly getting ready to go out straight afterwards. He didn't want to get changed. That's just, no, that's just how he rolls, mate. <laughs> any no, danger wearing any of the ki- He's club got, merchandise? He got Eight thousand pairs of shoes at home. Or was something? it a protest? Was it a protest that he was being had to bow out? You know what I mean? Oh, I don't think remember so. Remember when? Remember when Ben Cousins wore that shirt when he apologised for what was happening, and he didn't wear any club memorabilia or merchandise? I reckon it might have been a little bit of a protest. Yeah. I don't. I really would like to be playing another year because mm-hmm. maybe he could. Anyway, so and then the other most extraordinary bit was he had his bub with him, Ezekiel, yeah. right? <laughs> Ezekiel goes out to do the toss, which Luke Shuey just decided on. So, so I'm talking about player power. Luke Shuey decided that Nick would do the toss of the coin, right? Yep. And he would take his baby out there. No dramas with taking your baby out there. But then Nick got so excited, he went into the team huddle. <laughs> 
before the, you know the team huddle yeah. when you're really getting fired up, you might swear or whatever. And McGovern's eyes were bulging because he was captain, right? So he was his eyes were bulging, and he looks over and he sees Nick there with Ezekiel in the middle of the huddle, right? It was bizarre. And then Gov goes out and gets one of the great pantsings. <laughs> He did, he did. It wasn't one of his finest performances. <laughs> so clearly Gov should not have played. Jeez, Gov was injured and he, he was only out there to farewell those blokes because he got the greatest Jeez, pantsing. I, I tell you what I feel for Adelaide too. Um, you know, had they won, well, Mate, they, they were in. Just in. Well, it's Sydney, yeah. But it's so just, pumped the it's Eagles, a shame. In. It's a shame. But what about Taylor Walker, mate? He's 33. He has found something, hasn't he? What's he eating? He must be gone vegan or something. How good was he? Well, they would Did you see even... those jumps he was doing? It was like a 21-year-old. Yeah, so they still would have been in eighth position. They would have overtaken Sydney because they had the percentage. What a shame. That that was a real shame, round 23, what happened at Adelaide. But Taylor Walker, 19 goals in two games against the Eagles this year. And but kicking nine that day, and he was so—he was a little bit selfish. Let's be honest. Early on, he was trying to kid him from everywhere. What he missed a couple too early. <laughs> but he's, first half, he was his kicking, kicking boots. He was trying on. to kick him from everywhere. But how good was he? Thirty-three, mate. He's found the fountain of youth. I don't know what he's done, and he's in the All Australian squad, isn't he? He is. So and let's mate, talk about the All Australian. Hopefully, he gets squad. in the team. Any glaring omissions? We've got um, five for the pies. I don't think there's any shocks there. Uh, Dacos by two, Dugowie, Darcy Moore, Isaac Quainer, um, Brisbane, Harris Andrews, Charlie Cameron, Joe Danaher, Lockie Neal, Port Adelaide, Zach Butters, Houston, Rosie. Um, who else have we got? I think the glaring omission is probably Tim Taranto at Richmond. Mm-hmm. I think they got it pretty right. I mean, and having said it's a you can't fit, you know, six, seven hundred into, or, or two, mm-hmm. say, let's call it 150, who would have been on their list into 44. But yeah. And you can't fit 44 into 22 either. But I think just looking down the list, I think Toby Green should be the All-Australian captain. And I think uh, Tim English should be the number one ruckman. And I, I don't think there's any surprises there. Uh, the jo- what about the, the, one, the, one, the, the Adelaide people- captain? Jordan Dawson. Jordan Dawson. He, he could challenge for captaincy, I suppose. Yep. The Collingwood. Well, so also Darcy Moore. Darcy Moore's been out, though, so you could make a case there. It's going to be green, isn't it? Good to see them put Oscar Allen in. Yep. Day. He won't make the team, great, of course. Great year from Oscar Allen and a great year from Jai Amos and an even better year from Nick Larky. I know. Who has also so made that So does Larky squad. make the team? I'll tell got, you what. You've got Taylor I'm Walker. At, he's on my bench at least. You've got Kernow. 71 goals. I know. Phenomenal. For that effort. Phenomenal in the bottom team. Dusty Martin surprised me a little bit. Had a better year than you think. Mm. That's why. When he you did. look back, I mean, he still had an impact. But it's a whole mistake of what Dusty. What do you think about no Taranto? So the big everyone's debating Jai Newcomb v Taranto. For me, I'm comfortable with it, and I know I'm a Hawthorne man. But Newcomb had a better year than people give him credit for. Yeah, but I'd be ringing up Richo, who's blowing up Matthew Richardson. He's blowing up about. It. I'd be saying, well, do you want Dusty Martin or Tim Taranto? Yeah. Who goes in? Well, you can make an argument for Taranto. And Brian Myers is the other one. He's had a sensational year. I thought he was but hadn't bit... kicked a lot of goals. It's like you're ba- they're banking that on goal assists. Mm. So you, I'm not sure. He was. I'm, he I'm has been with that. So it'll turn out Sarong will be in. I reckon Caleb Sarong from the Dockers will survive. Luke Ryan, even though his stats are amazing, they'll probably find a way to leave him out, which they always oh, do. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Because that back line. But what's his name? Taylor got injured. So maybe Taylor that can't doesn't get doesn't get a start. Sam Taylor. Yeah. Ooh, he's had a good year too. Luke Jackson. Uh, well done no. to Luke Jackson. Um, so three three selections in there for Fremantle. Um, Essendon, yeah. I think Langford, Merritt, Redmond. 
Langford's been phenomenal. He has. Yeah. You'll probably find a spot for him and Merritt. Um, Redman might struggle a bit. I think at GWS, geez, you did you mount arguments for all three, Cornelio, Green and Tom Grant, can't you? Yeah, I think Cornelio misses out and Greeny. But definitely Toby Green goes in maybe as captain. Hey, are we starting the investigation as to who leaked all the info to Eddie and Caro and got and made them look silly? About, that's not up about to us to start, Not up to us to start. Because I believe that's what's happening. Who was talking to Eddie Maguire? Who was winding well, him up? you got to work it out, mate. <laughs> I think I've worked it out. Have you? <laughs> I think you have too. <laughs> and, uh, mate, that, that is where the – I reckon there's more politics in footy than there is in bloody politics. Seriously. Was it Ian Taylor? Been, oh, it's been an eye opener. Was it for Ian me. Taylor who was the former opposition leader mm-hmm. of this state and then went and was, uh, had a stint as the West Australian Footy Commission chairman? Mm-hmm. And someone said to him, How have you found your first couple of weeks? And he said, I thought there was politics in politics. He said, I had no idea how many, how the politics of football. It's so true. It is true. The so, other thing we've got to mention. Particularly is- in this town. His buddy's, uh, his buddy's send-off. Did you watch any of that? Yeah. Oh, mate. Magnificent. What a great man. See that shot of him when he was with... Nice uh, to see him because he's a very private person and uh, nice to see uh, him out there soaking it up and a bit of emotion. You reckon he'll get to the grand final and do a lap of honour? Why not? I reckon there's this much chance. You reckon? You reckon he'll be up in the <laughs> zero, hinterland zero somewhere? Chance. up in the hinterland. <laughs> he's done his bit. You can just tell. Yeah, maybe. Liam Pickering would ring him up and he'd say, Pickers, zero chance of me being yeah. there, my friend. I will be in the Gold Coast hinterland. Anything else th- jump out at you over the weekend? Port Adelaide, Richmond, interesting. Port, it, it was like unconvincing. It was three quarters. It was an arm wrestle and then five goals to one in the final term. So it got the job done. Um, I thought that... Uh, the Western Bulldogs did what they had to, and there's an interesting there, given there's been a talk about Bev, uh, Luke Beveridge, the coach, but he survives. There'll be some co- changes there, a bit like West Coast. The coach survives, but a bit of a shake-up uh, for the coaching panel. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the Dogs really, where they're at, I'm not sure. Maybe we overrate their list. I don't think I do. I had them making the grand final and losing to Melbourne in my preseason predictions, but they're much better than a ninth team. Um, That'd be very disappointing. And if if what's his name wants to leave, Bailey Smith wants to leave. What's going on? What is going on? Well, there? they're saying he's not leaving. They're saying he is a required player and will stay. So, but that makes you think there's there's some there's something wrong. Uh, there's what's that? Uh, well, maybe the offer at Geelong's just really good. What's that Shakespeare quote? Uh, something wrong in Denmark. Something's rotten in the state of Denmark. Yeah. That's from Hamlet. Sem- something rotten in the state of so the Bulldogs. So the bot comes out with a. <clears throat> uh, Crackerjack final round game, it could be very interesting on Brownlow Medal Night Barra when they're reading out the three votes for that because Tom Liberatore also played very well in his return Yeah, game. I, I thought he was good. I didn't think it was three voter, but he might be right. You might be you might be proven right. So the two things that are weird is Lobb getting recruited at the Bulldogs. How did that happen? Why did that happen? Only thing I'll say about that is he actually played very well in the final yeah. round. Went into the ruck in the second half and actually turned it around a bit for them when they were struggling. So, but that hasn't worked all day, all year. Mm-hmm. And then Bailey Smith wanting to leave. Yep. It was wonderful to see Sam Menengola get a, to, to say farewell to the yep. Geelong. Um, fantastic guy, Sam Menengola, and. Um, and Geelong very, bow very out. unlucky not to be all Australian a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, twenty twenty two was it? Yeah, yeah, and very obviously unlucky not to be a part of their premiership side. What a story! Year. You know, he went to Hawthorne, he Frio. went to Freo, then went back to Subi, won it, played in a premiership there, got redrafted, and 
And he should have got a premiership last year. He was so stiff. The other one that was very interesting was North Melbourne Gold Coast. And I think it's fair to say no one's been tanking. Mm. No one wanted it in the end, Barra. Mate, Larky Did was, anyone want the number one pick? Larky was so on fire. I mean, I, I don't know about this tanking here's thing. the thing. If North end up with pick two mm. and just say Mackay goes on the 800,000 income mm-hmm. ban and get they get pick three, could they could they could they swap around the pick one for two and three if they're that desperate to get Harley Reid? Give them to the Eagles, two well, and three. Well, would you take it if you're the Bloody Eagles? Oath, I would. Every day of the week. <laughs> Just saying. Is that a trick probably, question? It's probably not going to happen. It's probably too... Too big a give, but I'm just saying. So the Eagles obviously are keen on Daniel Curtin because he's a local boy. Yep. I watched him at the weekend because we played, the Perth Footy Club played Claremont. Daniel Curtin played on Sam Stubbs. I think Stubbs, he kicked three goals on him. He's not bad. He's not bad. But I'm not sure he's exactly what West Coast need. He's a, he's a big defender, can play midfield. They've got a few defenders. They've got McGovern and Barras. McGovern's in the last three, two, three. Yeah, no, you're so, right there. So. But Harley Reid, I would think the Eagles would much. They need a great in, a great, a great midfielder. Yeah, they need they need someone to help Tim Kelly too, so he can go forward and kick goals. Mm. So he would be. I mean, they, and their retention rate is good. Yeah, but this is mate, a This will be. This is how has be. been. Has so been in November. Right now, no, nah, no, nah, in November, pick one. West Coast Eagles, Harley Reid, and he's, you know, pulling faces and he goes up and shakes hands and, oh, yeah, it'll be great. He'll come over here, mate. He'll link up with Elijah Hewitt and Jimby. They will have the greatest summer of all time. They'll be living at the OBH and the, oh. and the bloody cot. Well, the They'll be down the beach. Coming in, mate. They're, They're not going to be at the OBH or something. Mate, they'll be getting fit. They get, they get 10 That's weeks what's off. What's been wrong? They get the time off, mate. Off to Rotto, yeah, go surfing. Does sound good. He gets back. Mate, he will, he'll never want to leave. He'll hear his hair will start going blonde. Mate, I know what it's like when you get here in summer. How good's this place? How long's this been going on? Yeah. Hey, we, what's I, been happening yeah, here? Am I going to see Who a cloud these girls? at some point? Hey? Is there going to be a cloud at some point? I know. It's, it's phenomenal. He, he'll be in, entrenched and he'll star for So you're them. saying they're going to take Harley Reid with the number one pick? No. Well, if they get a super effort that they can't – If they offer. get a super offer, they can't ignore. They get three picks anywhere near the, you know, the first round, they'll have, to, they'll have to go for it. But at this stage, I'm taking Harley Reid and he's going to have the greatest life of all now, time. Now, just before we go on to our mail for the week, Barra, just – I know we'll do our tips again next week, but give me an early tip for the Premiership right now. Who wins it? Well, mate, if you're right about Melbourne beats Collingwood round one, it's going to be Melbourne. It's not who I think, it's who you think. It's Melbourne or Brisbane. I'm coming around to Brisbane. They haven't won at the G, but you know what? They're going to get two Gabba finals if they win. Well, they're going to get two finals anyway, but they get direct entry to the grand final via the Gabba if they win the first week and win that preliminary final. So... Geez, it's hard to go past them getting there. And if you get there on the day, anything is possible. Now, before you do move on, uh, yes. we've got to talk about the waffle, okay? okay waffle yes, final. I'm, I'm legally bound as a president of the to, – well, to mention – I mean, getting, can be getting so criticism. But to, 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 to be honest, people have been got You've got a podcast and you never talk about the waffle and you're a waffle president. I said, I oh, know, it's quarters. We we it's quarters about, fault. He's not interested. We talk about the waffle. And, <laughs> hey, mate, by the way, <laughs> Sharks, man. Yeah, is that a shark? It looked like dolphins on no, your they're shirt. They're dolphins on my shirt. Oh, 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 sorry. I thought you were putting your shirt. Given my history with uh, Hawthorne and East Fremantle. Anyway. We're... Mate, they're the favourites. Did you see them obliterate Subi on I the did. weekend? I did. It was even at three-quarter time and they just went, hey, cop this. Mm-hmm. Bang, 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 bang. Seven goals just went, smashed them. Got to get the job done and in they the got, finals. They've eh? got blokes out. I like, you know what I like? I love the old final five system. 
I yeah. love it. Yeah, well, Qualifying, elimination, second semi, first semi, so East and then the grand final. So for those who don't understand, just so uh, obviously Eastern Mantle finished on top, so they're the minor premiers, so they get the weekend off. Uh, on Saturday, Subiaco host Peel Thunder. Peel Thunder will have, I think, 12 to 14 AFL players up against Subiaco. That's the elimination final, yeah? That's the qualifying final. Oh, qualifying final. Yeah, so right. Yeah. So that means that prob- you lose, you're still a chance. Probably Subi goes out. So Peel gets through. Then well, no, no, no. That must be the elimination. No, the elimination is Claremont versus East Perth on Sunday, right? Okay. So either Claremont, so Ash Prescott, or East Perth, Ross McQueen uh, coach teams, one of them goes out. So it's Brayshaw, Hamish Brayshaw and those sort of guys up against uh, Rogers and Edwards and Jai Bolton and Juicy Lucy and all. It's going to be unbelievable at Leadable. So let's say East Perth gets through. So then Peel will play East Perth for a – uh, sorry, Peel would advance to play East Fremantle, and I reckon East Fremantle will knock them out. And then East Perth That'll will be play the second semi. Yeah, and then <laughs> so at this stage, it's looking like it's going to be an East Fremantle grand final. But this weekend, Leadville Oval, two days in a row, so there's going to be six games on Leadville. Let's hope it doesn't rain, eh? Yeah, let's well. hope so. Uh, and then of course the grand final at Optus Stadium, which is uh, a good result. I mean, I'm, I'm I was a bit more of a I like the other venues. I like Leaderville. I thought it worked really well last year. Uh, Fremantle yeah. Oval before that. But um, you got, do get more people the opportunity to it. see the game. You can only fit 15,000 in Leaderville. Yeah. And you can get – they're hoping to get 30. Well, I was behind the goals last year with the family and getting pummeled by footballs because I was literally just behind the goals at the uh, at the northern end of Leaderville yeah. for the why, grand final. Why were you uh... – I was just there with – I'm a man of the people, mate. I was with the punters out there just enjoying the experience. <laughs> Is that I'm right? up there with you. I'm not up there with I'll you. I'll get sipping, your chair up there. Do you want me to get your seat up there? up in the – you never see me in sweets. <laughs> yeah, the best. <laughs> and, and can I just mention the Colts in the waffle? So my yes, club, well Perth, yeah, finished on top. Well done. We tied with Claremont um, at Claremont Oval. And so now we get the week off. And we'll probably meet Claremont in the second round of the final. So the waffle – oh, mate, I, I saw this funny thing. I've got to read you this. Yep. This Dude. is brilliant. So someone posted on social media some of the, um, you know, the stats and, and what was going on in the late 70s in in the waffle, okay? And there were, East Perth played West Perth in the final round. 22,000 people turned up. 22,000 people at Perth Oval to watch East Perth play West Perth, right? Um, Perth played Claremont. But anyway, in this – in the newspaper, they go and interview the coaches after the game. Have a listen to this, some of the comments from the coaches, right? Brian Doog was coaching Subi. He just said, tremendous. Alan Joyce was coaching his Mantle. He said, congratulations uh, to some bloke on his 150th game. Percy Johnson, West Perth. I've got no time for anything but the players at the moment. <laughs> that was his quote, right? He's just flicked the Magerno. John Todd. Sorry it had to be South Fremantle. So in other words, you know, you can't believe he helped South, South Fremantle. Mal Brown, for those that contributed for the year, thank you. Backhand and compliment. In other words, yeah, blocks, yeah. flicking his players. Ken Armstrong, Perth. To all those freaks who said we would throw this game, you don't become a top side by throwing games. <laughs> That's his quote to all those freaks. And then Graham Moss, congratulations to all the players on a good season. They're different, mate. That was different in those days. They were. Of all, my favourite of all time was the, the the late great John Kennedy when he was coaching North Melbourne, mm-hmm. and it was they were absolutely crucified by the umpires in a game against Carlton, 
and lost the lost the game in the last quarter when they were um, they were ahead and the umpires crucified. Anyway, one of the journo's after the game said to him, John, any care to come comment on the umpires? And it was brilliant his response. He said, as you know, I'll do my best, John Kennedy voice. As you know, I'm not allowed to comment on umpires. We get in trouble if we comment on umpires. So you've asked me about if I'll comment on umpires. He goes, my answer to you is definitely not. <laughs> So you said everything without saying anything. Brilliant, brilliant. Barrett, now it's time for this. Saddle up your camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel Mailbag. Thank you again to Thirsty Camel, our very valued and long-time sponsor for this segment. We are giving away a 10-pack of 196 Double Lemon Barra. Double Lemon is made from shochu. I don't know what that is. Vodka, soda and lemon lemon, and uses Suntory's unique freeze-crush technology that freezes and crushes real fruit to capture every bit of all-natural lemon flavour with only 0.3 grams of sugar and 110 calories per can. Tastes good, Baron. It's good for you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. We got a bit of mail here this week. This one from Tom Crocker. Morning, gents. Just chasing your thoughts on clickbait journalism by the likes of Kane Corns and Co. There seems to be no accountability for their comments. Hear, hear. The flip-flopping attacks on the Eagles the past few weeks for tanking and then not for tanking, for holding off on sacking and then not for sacking. Simpson show no integrity, culminating in John Ralph pulling out the arrogant car when Gary Lyon pushed him to admit he was wrong. Everyone needs to be accountable for their own mistakes, own them and move on. Cheers, Tom. Well, they're entitled to their comments. No, no, no. Yes, that is are. a very good letter. They're entitled. Because those nufties, they never admit to making a... They are nufties, Season mate. Journalists. Absolute nufties. They, should, they, they haven't got the courage to say they got it wrong, okay. that someone filled them up. Tried to get it wrong. Someone tried to use them in a political game, well, that might and be they true. got sucked in magnificently. <laughs> Did you hear Ralphie defend things Eddie as change. well? Oh, things change. Things change. It was horrible, mate. Those, things change. You know what? They've got no idea about West Australia, the Victorian media. Seriously, and particularly the Eagles. Com- I'm I've not going to dispute this. that. Completely unique situation over here, and they just don't get it. Robbo, all those guys, they haven't got a clue what happens over here. Seriously, quote me. I just have. You just okay, have. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> hi, Q and B. With the Eagles retaining Simpson as coach, is this move money oriented? I say this because if the payout could be up to six million, will this affect their profit margin for the year? And it also affects the money the waffle gets from West Coast. Did the waffle have a say in the matter? Keep up the banter, fellows. That's Paul from Rockingham. Well, the West Australian Footy Commission um, owns the license that is handed back to the club. So. They would have not really had a say in it. They entrust the board to get on with things. The board's very, the club's very financial, and mm. that's always been their argument. Wayne Martin, the commission chairman, has always said to me, uh, they're, they're administratively well-run club, so, so we won't be removing the board, and that's all they can but, do. But, but, that's but, all but, they but, can but, do. But, but it, the whole... Football world in Western Australia is underpinned by the Eagles and the Dockers and mm-hmm. how, how well they do. Yeah, that's true. It's a good so point. So it feels like the footy commission should actually make a few inquiries. Like, you know, hello, you own them. How about just uh, – what's going on over there? Uh, hello, Eggs, uh, please, uh, what, what's going on? Like you've, I, I, you've won five games in two years. A financial decision. And you're going to lose money. You're going to still give us that two mil? Yes, you'll still get it. But, yeah, what's going to happen next year? I think they need to – get a li- little bit more involved, I-, I certainly would. As far as Simo's payout goes, you're probably right. He gets $2 million, Then there's the soft cap penalties, restricts them from being able to recruit other coaches and how would they pay for the new bloke. All that, all that was would have been factored in. 
The thing about Simo, I think we've just got to make care, be careful about is about with the young players, what he's like with the young players. Can he bring those young players through when Harley Reid gets there? How does he treat him? Because, you know, we've seen Luke Foley and Harry Barnett and even Waterman get thrown to the Wolves a little bit. You know, so we're not sh- exactly sure what's going on there. You know, like Josh Kennedy would play on some kid in preseason and kick 10 in training and stuff so that he got his confidence up. You know, that sort of stuff can't happen anymore, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I, I think they need to tweak that. And you're saying they need to have someone strong in there to control that environment. That's exactly what they need. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think it is definitely a financial decision. Uh, it is a good. It's a good um, email. And well, I it's think, a sound financial decision, isn't yeah, it? It is. To yeah. not blow all that day. High quarters of Barra. What remedial action is required by Fremantle to be successful? It would be good if they could win more games than they lose in a season. They continue to lose the first quarter in most of their games. What is needed so the Dockers strike first? It's a really good point about the first quarters. Uh, good win by the Dockers to finish off the season. I reckon their last um, a good win against Hawthorne. They I won the first quarter. They won pretty, the first quarter against yeah, Hawthorne. Yeah, they won towards the back part of the season. They seem to get that right. So whatever it was, stick with it because it really hurt mm. them this year. I think next year's a huge year for this footy club. In many ways, could be the most important year in this club. People will scoff at that and say, well, 2013 was. They made a grand final. But this is pivotal, particularly mm. when you look at that 2025 plan, that five-year plan to win flags. So next year, huge. I, I, and also huge for Justin Longmuir, who's yeah, out of contract no at the end of the year. At, at mid-season, if he's not in the eight, it's going to – you guys will be uh, – we'll, we'll, we all will be uh, turning the heat up on the poor bugger. But, Absolutely that will be happening. But what about – I, th- I feel like they're in a good spot. Um, so do I. I, th- I like the squad. I worry about Liam Henry leaving. I think, geez, that's, you know, they, they're going to lose another good player. So maybe they do need to do something, need to get maybe a crouch in the midfield or someone to back them up for the next two years. I feel like the young players will get there 2025, but I'm not sure about 2024. You know what I mean? Okay. They'll, they'll definitely rise up the ladder, but if they want to make it quicker – do they try to get someone in? That's that's my question, you know. Darcy Parrish, I don't know, somebody. Yeah, well, mate, they're better than a 10 and 13 squad, that's for sure. So didn't quite get it right this year. We might have overvalued them, but next year is huge. I'm going to stick Did to that. Did you see Liam Henry in the song after the game? I think I it's very, it. very strong did... songs that maybe may not be there. Just uh, go back and well, replay would, the team song. I would song. think if he hasn't signed yet, he's not going to be there. But the question is, where is he going? Hmm. Is he going to St Kilda? Is he going to Melbourne? Is he going to Hawthorne? All three are interested in What him. are they going to get for him? That's right. Um, like picking the 20s, do you reckon? Well, Hawthorne's got Brockman, who, um, but, the, but, but the Eagles are into him. So very interesting. Uh, high quarters and Barra, you'll like this one. Simo stays, so should West Coast just get rid of everyone else in football or operations and just start again? Well, not not everyone, but I think there's going to be a shake-up there. Maybe also use this opportunity during their lowest ebb in footy to change the name to the Perth Eagles. Mm. WA might then have a relevant Perth football team again. Ooh, I didn't think you'd like that. To reflect this change, the jumpers in that uninspiring Eagle Tunnel could display their acronym... FWCFC, formerly West Coast Football Club. A little respect. That's from Costanza, Lord of the Idiots. That's your mate, <laughs> Michelle. Um, I, keep the tunnel. I'm no problem with the tunnel. Just bring back the banner. And as far as t- stealing our name, the Perth Football Club's name, and, and applying, they, you can't just steal a club's name. They should name. go back to their old song. Yeah, the song was good. But it was clever. The, third, the original song. Didn't you think it was clever that they 
claimed all of Western Australia when they I first did. came in? Yeah, West Coast is a – absolutely I did, yes. Did you know I didn't know what the name of the club was until I walked out at the, at the launch at the hotel and it was – because they kept it really secret because it was um, – did you not know it was the, the eagle has landed? So they were, so the eagle has landed. What was the was it Apollo whatever that landed on the moon? Yeah, what Apollo. Was it? Yeah, no, the, it was. Yeah, that was the Apollo. That was the little capsule that went from yeah the, ten or what is it? Oh, Apollo something. Anyway, so the whole theme was we had to Apollo jump, twelve. I think yeah, we had to dr- jump through this white curtain and present ourselves to the masses. There, it was being launched at the Merlin Hotel in those days. Now the Hyatt, and it was the eagle had landed. They tried to get. Um, Neil Armstrong to come over. Oh, and they did. They tried to get hold of Neil Armstrong. Okay. And then they went to Buzz Aldrin and all the rest, and they got nothing. But they still it was had still, the, the still eagle has landed. Golf balls at Tranquility Base. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the theme. The eagle has landed. And it was West Coast Eagles. And oh, the West Coast Eagles. That's interesting. What did you think it was going to be? Well, I thought it'd be Perth Eagles. Okay. Yeah, I thought they would flog our name because okay. <laughs> it made sense. But then they claimed the whole of the state, so which left Fremantle to go boutique and go Fremantle and try to expand out of the base of the football of Fremantle, which is an interesting challenge, isn't it? Mm, and still, yeah. they're still trying to do. Hey, boys, a great year of the podcast. Looking forward to hearing the finals and trade from your perspective. Reading another story this year of Frio being held to ransom at the negotiating table made me wonder how they keep finding themselves in this position. What's more likely to win you a premiership, a side with a fairly balanced salary spread across the list or a side with some outliers like, I don't know, Jackson and Darcy? I see the unicorn doing his thing, but will it come at a cost? Cheers, Josh from Carlisle. Well, I think, Jack, I think two things. One, they need to keep Sean Darcy. Very important. We've mm. had this argument. They need to keep him. I think Luke But he's, he'll want massive money. He's massive. In, he's in the 44. He's in the 44 All-Australian. So I think mm. we know Luke Jackson's got a big upside. If, if we haven't seen it already. But um, that's why Liam Henry and guys like that will get squeezed out. It's interesting when you look at the premiership teams of recent times, Richmond, Geelong, I think Melbourne to a lesser extent, Hawthorne. Are you going with the, the – no, no one had a Ruckman? Sal- no, there's, 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 is that pop- where you're going? No, no, no. No one had a Ruckman for a premiership. Do you know that? Yeah. Apart from Melbourne with Gorney, a Ruckman was not important to a premiership. I'm actually going down the path of leading so you're going down the wrong path, senior mate. players, sacrificing um, – a hundred thousand here and a hundred thousand there to keep the list together. I think that's what. So you're saying to Darcy, Sean Darcy, okay? I know you know the Jacko's on nine hundred thousand. Can you take a pay cut of a hundred thousand and just put up with it? Would that be okay? No, he's not going to. Yeah, exactly, mate. But, but you that's just what said wins he should premierships. do that. I'm saying that's what. That's gets done. I know, but he. But that. That. So is he going to do it? So if if you look at him at the moment and you look at. Geelong, who needs a ruckman, and and apparently they're out of the race for Grundy. So Port looks like they're entering the race for Grundy. Sydney, I don't know if they can afford Grundy. So it's really interesting where that's at because I just can't see him staying at Melbourne next year. He doesn't want to be playing Rezies, mate. No, that's right. He'll he'll sque- he'll get squeezed out somewhere. But what about this point that you don't need a ruckman to win a premiership? Uh, I still and they've think, got two. I think it helps. They've got two. Yeah, I think it helps, mate. Do you need two? You don't even need one, and they've got two. I think two's handy. It is, it isn't, mate. It's, okay. It means you don't get a star midfielder, you don't have a key position player that you could mm. have. Mm. That's what their if, dilemma, mate. Yeah, what if you, your star ruckman goes down or you need to rest him during a game? And you, I'm not sure. I'm, not a, I'm, I'm, I'm a two ruckman man. Uh, hey, boys, long-time listener, with all this talk about pick one and how there should be a draft lottery, I have another suggestion, which I think would be much better. Instead of having a team tank for pick one, and no one's suggesting they did, 
or tanking for a better choice in a draft lottery, the bottom two teams should play each other during the pre-finals bye. Winner of that gets pick one. <laughs> in this scenario, the teams would actually have to earn the pick. But winning instead of trying to lose every game would be a lot more fair, in my opinion, and give some entertainment during the pre-finals bye. Kind regards, Callum from Northern. That is a great email, Callum. The only thing about that is we've got the AFLW launching. Yes, true. The, the only thing about that is that he's been completely discounted. What was that guy's name? Dylan. Callum. 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 Sorry, Callum. North Melbourne won. <laughs> North Melbourne were on the bottom and they won their last game. So there ain't no tanking. Oh, there ain't no tanking. And the Eagles beat the Bulldogs. Ain't no tanking. So now the AFL's going, what are you talking about? I really like the draft lottery idea. Like it. You don't need it, mate. They're, they're playing. I still like the idea. Players are anyway. It removes the possibility. It removes the temptation, Barrett. That's Up until what I like. the last two rounds, yeah, you're right. I reckon there was a lot, I reckon of, it removes, a lot of going on. It removes the potential. So I like a draft lottery. Uh, hi, Hey, lads, just thought I'd chime in with the reasoning behind the green and red in the old Frio colours. Mm. Remember we were talking about that? I After thought it was Italian. Barrett thought it was to do with Frio's Italian population yes. on last Thursday's pop. I always understood it to be red for port and green for starboard mm. in reference to Fremail being a port city. The colours were even on the correct sides of the jersey. I could be wrong, but that always made sense to me. That's from Mitch. That's a good email. I think he's right. No, Ross Kelly said he's not. He I said, do. He, he said just, it was Italian. He said it was all about the colours. and um, He said it wasn't port the, and starboard. The, the colours were phenomenal together, a la the Rabbitohs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The Rabbitohs. Yeah. You know the Rabbitohs? I do know who yeah, South yeah, Sydney yeah, yeah. are. So yes. they're green and red. And they look good together. That's where they got kind of got the idea. But then someone chucked in the purple. They were going to go the blue as well. They had the blue and then someone said, what about the purple? And as it turns out, the purple's become the colour and everything else got the flick. Purple and white now. Okay. Yeah, so anyway, that's what Ross Kelly said. They do They do uh, rewrite history, these people. They do, indeed. Uh Thank you for listening to Quarters and Barrow. We have been brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch, but please gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. Barra, we will be back on Thursday. We will hand out a prize, so please keep the mail coming in to Quarters and Barra at wanews.com.au and we will read them out where possible. Look now forward to talking should... to you on Thursday and perhaps we can have a bit of a closer look at the Waffle Finals yeah, series. Yeah, and people, uh, young men and any men out there, or anybody actually, just tell your friends, get on board because Quarters is on fire in the tipping and he's going to give you the tips that will help you get across the line if you're just behind in but your that'll be tipping. Thursday week. We're not giving out any tips yet. Oh, you're not going to go early? No, uh, we've, gone, we've gone a little bit early today, but no. No, no, no. okay. What are we going to talk about? <laughs> oh, there's plenty to talk about, mate. Always plenty to talk about in footy, even the in the waffle. Go the waffle. If you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and of course, tell your mates. This has been The Game with Cordes and Barra.